Hey guys, welcome back. We have Faye Wolf today. She is a published author, an actress, singer, songwriter, pianist, and of course, a professional organizer. Of course. That uh, comes right along with logical. Uh, she owns and runs a company called New Order, which is the same as the title of her book. She hosts workshops, makes home visits to inspire and assist people in getting organized, dealing with both the inner and outer clutter. Also, we love her so much. So much. Oh my gosh, you guys. We, we're too much fangirling best friends forever uh, we get into practical organizing tips address some of the more emotional attachments we have to certain items she straight up life coach Shaylee through a few objects here uh, we even get into budgeting and phase spending fast she did for an entire year to get out of debt and how it all connects to freedom in your home to free you up to be more creative there's so much great stuff here guys let's dive in but first but first we have to thank our amazing fake Sponsor that may or may not pertain to this episode. You'll have to stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by DVD, DVD Collections. DVD Collections. DVD Collections for when you want to watch four episodes of a TV series at a time and have to get up in between each disc. Mm, that's good. That sounds like farm problems to me. Uh, D- DVD Collections. Wait, I don't have a DVD player. I just have all the collections. Welcome to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We're trying to figure out how to do this thing. The mom thing, the entrepreneur thing, while trying to turn all the lemons into lemonade. And figuring out how to grow our own little lemonade stands we've started. But metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yeah, they get it. I'm Shaylee Murphy, an interior designer and mom of one. And I'm Katie Day, a photographer and mom of four. So, (laughs) I win. Do you? Do I? Let's take all the kids to Target and see who wins. So, Shaylee. Yes. Here's how I feel about chores. Tell me. They're, they're not fun until you get in the zone. We talked about the zone. Oh, man, that zone. Okay, so I get in the zone during food prep. Right. I do meal prep for the whole week. Oh. Thanks to prep dish. Yeah. And I get in the zone. I pop in a podcast. Yes. I pour myself a bevy. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> beverage. Mm, uh, you are prepping your like, dishes. And I'm like, This is me time all of a sudden. Suddenly... Boom, it's over. The meal is prepped mm-hmm. for every night for the rest of the week. You're saving so much time and it's stress free. Prep Dish is a meal planning service, and every week you get an email with a grocery list and prep ahead instructions. It even tells you like where in the grocery store the items are, so it organizes them for you. There's no guesswork needed. Let Prep Dish do the planning for you. Visit prepdish.com slash SK where the founder Allison is offering you a free two-week trial. Try it out for free. This is a no-brainer. Prepdish.com slash SK. Faye Wolf, everyone. Yay! Faye, thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you. Yeah, we refer to you as the uh, the normal thing you think of as a triple threat, a singer, actor, and owns an organization. And an organizational company. professional. Right. The classic. <laughs> At five, I was like, these are the three. <laughs> um, well, I, just, I think I'll just start off. Um, I'm not a very dramatic person, but you changed my life. Um, I once was lost and now I'm uh, found. Uh, so thank you because I was the classic creative person who couldn't get it together. And then you wrote a book to me, which is weird and very time consuming on your part. Um, and then I read it and now I'm fixed. I have no flaws. Right. She was lost in the pile of her creative clutter and you found her when she got rid of most of it. Or... Or just mounted it on a vertical shelving. Right. You know. Right. Okay. Just go, always go vertical. Well, I'm 
delighted to hear that. And thank you for reading it and like feeling it and doing it. Oh yeah. And laughing through it. Absolutely. Um, and then taking the content and recycling it onto our podcast. And now you're here. <laughs> Hosted by here. Shaylee and Katie and Faye Wolf. Um, so let's kind of talk through your backstory. Are you naturally organized or was there a messy no. past here? Oh, no. Such, okay. such a messy past. Okay. The messiest. My mother could blackmail me with or said she was going to blackmail me with these photos that she secretly took of my high school bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But I would I, like to hear this. Yeah, that I still have, and for I'm like waiting for just the right moment to like present them somehow. But there, <laughs> I had what's here's what's interesting about my high school bedroom is there was mess everywhere, there was clutter everywhere. I did not really know where to find everything. I had a couple certain places for things, especially the uh, you know things you don't want your parents to find. Okay. Um, <laughs> we won't go into that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, we know. But I had all these trash receptacles because I was always really like, I want thing. Thi- I want convenience. Like if I'm over here <laughs> at the dresser and I like got rid of like an eyeliner or something, I just want to be able to just like throw in a trash. There were like five trash cans, which almost <laughs> sounds like, sounds so weird. Uh, but there was like a sense of let me have close by what I need, which somehow Mm -hmm. later became like a principle of something. But, you know, (laughs) there there was was an office supply obsession uh, during childhood because my father had just tons of like overflow of that in in his basement office. And I was fascinated by that. So there was Mm -hmm. that kind of love. um, And there was a love of like, typing and paper and putting it in folders and writing on the folders what it is. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. There was stuff like that. But there wasn't like a, this space needs to be clear so that I can create my best life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm a hoarder of organizational materials as well. So that's what I'm excited to talk with you about today is what point did you channel the collection of things that would be or could be used to organize and actually like put the trash in the receptacle (laughs) or put the sticky note on the container. Yes, right. So I think it was definitely a natural progression through college, through the need to uh, be a certain amount of organized so that I could keep up with, you know, the life of a student. And then when I was in my 20s and moved to L.A., here's something that it was always with the whole paper thing the filing always came naturally to me I always had files Mm. and I was convinced that that was a normal thing that everyone had organized files I I thought that was a given (laughs) (laughs) and so that that was a real big catalyst for me because finding out that that was not the case was what propelled me into starting my business. And yes, I had already by that point uh, naturally, totally unconsciously started putting my stuff in place and loved doing that. But it was the filing thing that made me say, oh, um, because one of my first clients was 
when I, before I started my business, I started personal assisting for people just as a trial. I didn't, I knew that I didn't want to do that, but it was sort of a stepping stone for me to figure out what business I might want to start and just try something different. And one of my first tasks for a friend of mine who I was working for was his paper. And that was like my light bulb of, Oh my goodness, how can you just have a pile of stuff and not know where your bills are and all that stuff. (laughs) Um, so that's when I started Googling and figuring out that most of the world needs this. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. right. It's a marketable business. Yes. You're like, so they call and say, you owe me money and you do what? <laughs> right. Like, just add to the pile? Right. Like, I'm so stressed out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Stress. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these are these are people who, like, seemingly have their lives together and I was like oh I like come in behind the scenes and like fix it up um and or and we're hiring other people to do different things but that that was like this whole you know whole of a thing that wasn't being attacked so like you know a person might have like a, a CPA helping them at the end of the year or a um uh, someone to come clean their house, you know, those are mm-hmm. things that people are like, oh yeah, if you can afford it, those are things you would pay for. But the, the decluttering of the actual stuff and getting it ready, you know, and obviously cleaning is very different than organizing. So it's this illusion that you're like, have this stuff together, but you forget about this whole other service that can, you know, and again, not necessarily a service. This is, I'm all for people doing it themselves. You know, I want people to, Mm, I want to teach people how to do it themselves. But as far as my beginnings into it, it was kind of finding the way into like this service that people hadn't, that needed to complement those other things they were already paying for. No. No, that's good. And even just like an entrepreneur in general, like it's it's surprising. Like find what you're good at, and then find a way to make money doing it. Where, where there's, there's a exactly. way. I mean, oh, there's yeah. someone out there who's not good at that that will pay you to do, do that, that for right. them. Um, so that's good too. <clears throat> so I'm interested. Your book is geared toward creative folk and everyone else too, but um, you're implying that creative folk may not be naturally organized. Not naturally organized. Why do you think that is? <laughs> well. <laughs> So weirdly enough, yes, it is absolutely targeted toward that. Um, But it's, I don't actually necessarily believe in in that myth. I think that it's possible that it may be true for some people. And I also think that there's such a story of that and such a story of chaos around creativity Mm -hmm. that we believe it so strongly and then it just becomes us. I do believe that, you know, we're all different types. Obviously, I know you guys are down with like Myers-Briggs stuff and like, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. we are all different kind of people. Um, but I find that creative people, either because of the story or simply because of the circumstances of their lives, like whether we're freelancers, uh, entrepreneurs, starting multiple businesses, having multiple uh jobs, you know, actors, musicians, working on multiple projects at one time, as opposed to going to one job every day and having that clarity. Singular focus. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I think just circumstantially, sometimes it can feel like I've got all this stuff already going on. And then I've got all this stuff in front of me. So it, it, it's just the nature of 
our lives, if not our actual beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> You're smart, Faye. You smart. We knew yeah. that before, <laughs> but we're hearing it. Do you know your Myers-Briggs? Just no reason. Yeah, just for fun, like hypothetically. I am, I believe I am ENFJ. <gasps> I like the organizing part. I don't like the cleaning part. So, so I would either. rather organize my house and then, and then hire someone to clean it. Oh, there's guys. dirt. There is dirt on the floor right now. But you can see it because there's not junk on the floor, right? You That's just get good. dirt colored floors. That's what I do. Right, right. There you go. Very <clears throat> cool. ENFJ. Okay, so what makes your process more geared toward creative folk? Well, What's, why is it different? Well, I be, you know, being a creative person, obviously, I just what made me realize that I should actually start to meld the two together because I was not melding the two together at the beginning of my business. I was simply, you know, I happened to work for creative folks in Los Angeles and because they were affording the service, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was keeping my creative life totally separate because of course no one would take me seriously if they knew I was an actor and played the piano and you know, all that stuff. Um, mm, that's interesting. So I pushed it down. And then over the years I was like, oh, well, they relate to me so much more naturally. I literally get the same paperwork that they do from you know, all the different places. And again, so right. this circumstantial thing where it's like, what do I do when I get all these checks from all these different companies that I'm working with? And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. here's what I do with my stuff, you know? All right. Uh-huh. Um, and then just just the relating emotionally to the ups and downs of all of it. And, uh, you know, you guys, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's just such Feast a... Feast and famine. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have any work. Yeah. Right. So the relating to all that stuff. And then, you know the actual physical stuff that's related to it. You know, we've talked about, okay, there's the emotional stuff, there's the circumstances of the jobs, and then there's the physical stuff that creative people have where they're trying to fit a creative life into a home. And, you know, that could be a a voiceover booth inside of a guest room closet, which is one of my favorite stories of making this work, you know, for Mm -hmm. direct creativity. Um, or it's just like, why don't we open up this part of this closet and put your gardening tools because you mm-hmm. love to garden and you say, you know, that kind of creativity as well. So it's, it doesn't have to be your career. It's like any hobby that you've been like, ah, oh, I just, I don't do that anymore. I can't do that anymore. You know, and it's oh, just yeah. like, you can, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Or like, I don't have enough space for X. And it's like, no, you have enough space. You have too much stuff. Well, and I think, I think that's what I loved about your book is that it, it kind of starts with a bigger why. It's not just about organizing for organization's sake. It's that, you know, you're actually creating the space to become more creative. Mm. Um, or I, I think, uh, I won't quote you exactly right, because you're a wordsmith, but <laughs> basically like, if you can have your life under control, if you can find your keys, mm-hmm. it might actually free up the time so you can write the novel you've been wanting to write. And I just, I just loved that. Or yes. just keep your blood pressure low. Yes. I read that part <laughs> right. about finding your keys and I was thinking like, 
how many times I have like my two-year-old and I can't find the keys and then I'm sweating and like I'm stressed out and I get everything strapped into the car and I've like created this stress ball of whirlwind mm-hmm. that I am, I've done myself when nothing really that stressful was happening in right. my life other than I had everything everywhere. And then you don't feel like painting? And then you don't feel like painting anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or being a nice person. <laughs> it's like one less thing. Let's just take out as right. many like one less things as we can. You know, that's beautiful. Good. That's good. I like that. Um, so, in your book, you talk about physical items, you talk about digital items, and you talk about just some like straight up productivity tips. Which I'm like, ooh, this is such a bonus. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think I like when I ordered it. I was like, physical items. That's kind of where I go to. But you can see how it all like transfers uh, in and leads into the other. So we're moving, not in together. together. <laughs> oh, Katie and I are I both just, moving. I'm seeing if that, You're, I, I'm working on that with our husbands, but we're right. moving houses. Both of you are. Shaylee, <clears throat> yeah, we happen to be. Surprise. Uh, Shaylee is moving very soon. Yeah, June 20th. I was not, Katie's been planning meticulously her move for a long time. <clears throat> uh, and then we looked at a really old house we loved in a cute little neighborhood and decided let's buy it and then list our house while we're on vacation mm-hmm. and then it sold by the time we got back so that's good because we don't own two houses but now <laughs> we went from not moving to we're closing on oh, both oh on goodness. june 20th wow so and she, she has some stuff i have some stuff i'm a collector that's what i'll call it i like old stuff and it's irreplaceable things you couldn't just go back and get because i've gotten them at garage sales and estate sales and college so know. what should she do and you love those things they are. I do. I don't love, I mean, I have more than I need. Sure. And I don't need all of the cool things, and I could give them to someone else to enjoy as a cool thing. Mm-hmm. But I do love a lot of them. I, like, come up with stories and ways I'm going to use it later. And Right. Now I have a toddler and all of her hideous gear comes with that. Here's the thing. I I think people think of their stuff as a big thing in their brains and therefore it's like harder to pick it apart when it's always going to be about going through each single item or at least each single collection at a time right so Mm -hmm. there's going to be so many different things that come up with each thing right so it's not this blanket like well, you should probably get rid of some of your collections, you know? It's like, I need to know how big the house is. I need to know what the storage is like. Do you need uh, temperature control for some of these collections? Do you have that space available? Mm. How many shelvings units, units are going up? And obviously within that, it's how much do you really care about this stuff? I, you know, obviously that's right. kind of number one. But I kind of like to say, it's like, if you have a huge space and you have the room for it, and you know exactly where to find it, mm-hmm. then keep, it, keep it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's about like your relationship to it at the end of the day. If you are walking right. past these piles of collections on a regular basis and it's making you feel something negative inside, then that's, that's your, you know, that's your tip of... Okay, I have to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's so good. You know, you'll, 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 while you're boxing them up, I don't know how many are boxed up yet, but obviously while you're boxing them up to move. Not one. one. Okay, great, great. (laughs) So, so you already have two opportunities in front of you to feel this out. And this is why like the action thing is so important. It's like, you can't think it out to a Mm. conclusion. You have to actually touch the stuff. So mm-hmm. the first opportunity is obviously packing it up and having a, a donate box next to you at all times while you're packing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a labeled okay. one it's a, right. yeah. says donate on it, right? <laughs> right. Right. right? And then the boxes you're packing it into, you will you know, be consciously putting them in there. Oh, how do I feel about this right now? And if you want to keep this, this. Yeah. right. And if you're strapped for time and you just have you just can't make the decision, fine. You have another chance later, right? Right. right. And you're labeling that box so specifically before that gets taped up, right? right. So specifically, not just like collection I love, like <laughs> Right, big old question mark. <laughs> Is this coming into the new house or staying in the garage? Then it will definitely stay in the garage for four years. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm at that point now. So, I mean, moving is, uh, you know, we all know moving is like one of those like stress things with like weddings and death and all that kind of stuff. But um, it can also just be this great opportunity because it forces you to Mm. make these decisions. Um, Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, goes without saying that you have that opportunity that second opportunity on the other end when you're unboxing and then you might feel differently then and then you're going to make a decision and you can just label those containers make sure you know where it is and then see how you feel that's so good and I like that's kind of what I've done is instead of being stressed about the move like this is a good opportunity and when we moved into this house six years ago there were boxes that sat for like two years that we were like, what's even in there? I'm like, if we don't know what's in there and it's been sitting there for two years, odds are we don't need it. Maybe we don't open it. <laughs> Maybe we don't open it and we just shove it to Goodwill. And it was it was $100 bills in there. That's all it was. Um, no, oh, I dropped that off, actually. I dropped that, yeah. Could Katie that dropped it off for me. We're going to send that one to you um, for your time. No, that, so, okay, so I have a specific, two specific questions of things that I've held on to through a couple moves. And I don't think we... I don't, well, okay. First of all, my husband's Seinfeld collection, every season on DVD, do, our DVDs are dying. No. Do we keep those? No, those no, are keep find them. Them. no. You can probably find them on Get the Get rid of them. That, for me, that's an easy one. Just DVDs, right. no. What are you? No, we don't, we don't watch, we don't even have cable. We watch everything on online, like on smart TV. Like, okay. obviously it's his ultimate decision and I would never right. uh, get rid of some, Thing of someone else's, um, right? But <laughs> face said they're gone. I'm sorry, <laughs> it wasn't me, right? Uh, you know, but DVDs take up a lot of room, and mm-hmm. I mean, how it, it's also like how often is he interacting with them? Is he putting them Never. in the player? No, uh, we, we don't have, have a DVD, DVD player. No, Faye. no, we don't have a DVD player, and we could buy them for like thirteen dollars. That is a no-brainer. Okay, but is, is <laughs> Jonathan. it... Jonathan, I'm making you listen to this episode. Because I think the thing is, it's like nostalgic, and then when we were dating 12 years ago for like, he wanted the whole set, and so every like, birthday or whatever, I'd buy him like a season Aww. until he got all of them. So maybe it's more emotional... 
for that reason. So you're going to gosh, I don't want this though. A video or a photo, which I know of us holding them. That's right. (laughs) You are gonna take like a funny or you know see whatever like spread (laughs) out the DVDs. Lion. Okay, throw them up like dollar bills. Exactly. American beauty style. Exactly. American beauty style. (laughs) Strategically placed. A rose in the mouth or whatever. And take a photo. You might even frame it and put it somewhere. That is hilarious. In the big empty white space that all those DVDs used to take up? Is that where the photo will go? You can take like 16 photos and put them in really thick frames and like file them next to each other, right? Okay, second second weird thing. And I know what you're going to say. Okay, my major in college was interior design. I now, my husband and I do video production. I freelance interior design. But I have all of my college boards that are these physical matted foot by three foot foam core boards with these samples so basically they're these design plans when in college they were like and then your clients will ask for this massive physical board and you will show them your designs i've never once actually done it with a real client (laughs) ever but i have all of these college boards that i just remember staying up until 4 a.m crafting and getting hot glue gun burns on my hands can i take this one faye can i take it no i already have pictures of all of them too lay down on it naked Take a picture, American Beauty style. Oh my gosh. And frame it next to the Seinfeld one. So my husband's been wanting to get rid of the boards, and I've dragged them. I have like 20 boards. Should I keep a board, like my favorite one, or just I need to trash them all? You have 20? I I probably have like 15. We have a large unfinished area of our basement, and we are moving to a place with a large unfinished area, but I don't think I I need them. How's California? How's your basement? (laughs) Yeah, nope. it's a, she rents it out for a million dollars a year. That's we live all. in Missouri. That's all. You could have a five thousand square foot house here. Oh, yeah, you could. Believe me, I we just drove through the country and I was like, "What?" You could buy fifty acres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can move into our best friendship house. Yeah, our commune. Our commune. Okay, go ahead and answer the question. We'll quit interrupting you with our. Again, it's like Catherine. I want you to get really real with how you with. Yeah. what's the root of the feeling there? I mean, how nostalgia is it? How, like, guilt is it? How much, like, yeah. would you ever mount, twenty, you know, 15 of them or 10 of them around a room? Would that inspire no. you to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or is it just like, oh, that's oh, a nice thing and I'm really proud of myself and, you know, just holding on to this reminder so you remind yourself that you, like, did something and worked hard and (laughs) yeah so when you're describing that you said guilt and I was like yes they were very expensive and I worked a long time and then also a little bit fear where I'm like if for some reason our business implodes and I have no clients and I have to go to a firm I'll have examples of my work from 2007 2007 (laughs) that's what I thought you want to see what was popular in 2007 me neither (laughs) yeah Look, I know. Look, I'm going to say something. <laughs> okay, Let's get it. help me Let's say. It. You have an incredible podcast, one. Oh, Successful oh, you. businesses, plural. Okay, plural individually see. and plural, m- more plural with both of you. And <laughs> you have articles online showing you. Look, I Googled you guys. It's fine. Oh, my, oh my gosh. There's oh my articles. Gosh. There's photos of your spaces. There's things out there where no. 
friends. Like the resume is already out there and you're not going to need that stuff to prove your worth, your talent, any of that stuff. Faye, trash day's tomorrow and I'm going to take a selfie and tag you in it. All of my design boards and I will drag them out. Shedding one single tear. American Beauty. And then the trash people will glare at me as they will. I will be clothed. I will be clothed. I don't know. I, that, either that's way. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. But no, you're right. It's, it's, everything's digital now. There's portfolios that are like, digital. Do you have anything digital? Why do you have all I don't sports? know. They're not even fictional <laughs> clients, too. They're not real. But you could even, I mean, so you bring that into, I mean, you bring the photos of it into the meeting. Yeah. You know? So yeah. make We're sure. Fictional meetings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fictional meetings. <laughs> Which you probably are not even going to need to have because everything's going to be fine. So, but just make sure, do a double check. I know you said you took photos already. Just make sure those are like archived someplace safe, backed up. Make sure you like those photos. If you want to save one, save one, you know, like it does not have to be all or nothing. We can just make a little bit better. Right. Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like it. I could, I'd follow that Instagram account if you want to post them. I love you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Um, you. Also, this kind of reminds me of, which I'll let you say it. I won't just try to (laughs) poorly quote you. Um, You talked about the mug. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't need 14 mugs. I need a mug. No, no, no. Faye's mug. Her parents' mug. Yeah, that's what. Oh, okay. I I was poorly quoting her as well. Guys, if you like our poor quotes, you should really check you out the book. You should check out her book because it's like better and written. She like thought about it. So tell us about the mug. Oh, I love that mug. Oh, I should have uh, should have brought it in here. There, they can see it. There are a few. <laughs> right, they can't see it. Um, hello. Uh, there are a few <laughs> things. One is that mug. One is this couch that you guys can see behind me. Oh, it's so good. It's beautiful. Uh, there are a few things that I'm still like. Just be, hey, be careful with that. Like if someone else is. Right. Of course. Hey, just, you know, be aware. (laughs) Right. Um, But it's true. I mean, it's all about consciousness, right? It's like, again, if you've got more kitchen cabinets than the world ever intended and they are sitting empty and, and you are passionate about mugs, you know, like that's your, you dream about mugs. She does. Have your mugs. You know, it's like if you, but you could see the same thing in two people's homes and one could be like, I truly need this here. This feeds my soul. And the other person could be like, I am hiding something, you know, like this is just a cover for my loneliness and depression. And, you Mm. know, so, so there's not one straight answer, but you have to work with the space you have. I live in a one-bedroom home, and wow. I can fit about max maybe eight mugs. I don't even need that. Someone just gave us some beautiful mugs, and like we like them, so we're keeping them, and we're seeing how mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's like, how many mugs do you have to like drink before you wash them anyway? Well, right, right, really, really, right, exactly. Actually, it's yeah. We don't even have eight. We don't even have eight mugs. Um, so. <laughs> But that mug, to get back to the question, I'm going to tangent, tangent. Hey, no, welcome. You're good. It's like, I love that mug. I, if it broke, I would be like, oh, that is a bummer. And I may, I might even shed a literal tear. I might even like cry for a few minutes just because 
I'm giving some space to the memories that I had of like my father, you know, Mm -hmm. holding that mug and us having like, I'm about to tear up now, you know, my father's gone, you know, like that's real, you know, it's like, it's silly to be like, oh, well, these things don't mean anything to just get rid of everything. It's like, they do. I get it. They do Mm -hmm. mean things. But at the end of that five minutes, maybe I'll like journal about it or write a song and like something beautiful will come of it. And I will not remember, like, I will not keep thinking about it. It will be, it will be done, you know? Right. Because at the end of the day, the memory you get to keep. And even if the mug is not there. That's right. That's right. Right. I'll take that, a picture of the a, pieces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. well, that's a healthy, I feel like that's such a healthy way of like, you can value things and connect to them and have emotional responses to them, but you're not valuing them above exactly. reality. Right. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. My, that give me goosebumps. You know, my balance state is not dependent on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're not just going to lose it forever. Otherwise, there's a deeper issue than the mug. Right. Or using it as an excuse to let me, like, mess up more things in my life. Right. 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 Go, it all started out. with a mug. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's really good. Um, how much of your job is, like, psychoanalysis of people? Right. <laughs> like, helping them work through that. Yeah. More than I ever expected. And... Um, and more, you know, more than some organizers like to do and less than other mm-hmm. organizers do do. Um, mm. You know, I don't I don't work with true hoarders, so I don't, you know, require that level of um, deep psychoanalysis like training and that, you know, hoarders should also be working with a therapist as well. Um, if they're ready, but, um, most of us need some therapy and Uh right. Right. Just in general. Yeah. (laughs) But even processing through my college boards, I think that's more clarity than I've had in 10 years lugging those around. (laughs) I'm like, why is it a fear of work? Like Like, am I fearful? I'm not going to have a job and that's why I'm lugging those stupid boards around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, the other thing I'll say is that it took me a few years at least to understand that standing around in in the middle of a session and listen to listening to someone's story was part of the work because mm-hmm. I was like we're on the clock here and I feel like I'm not right. getting anything done and it's like oh no this is it you know right. oh my gosh can we apply that to all of life yeah right, right? right. <laughs> like to sit down and listen to the story oh my yeah. gosh and I was like I was feeling guilty because I was like you're paying me and like we're not moving things around right, right. physically yes so you're an ENFJ and we get stuff done yes exactly oh, you too exactly. get a room right <laughs> A one get a one bedroom, bedroom expensive apartment. California apartment. Um, you may not have one that you can answer, or you may just not have any. But since you live in California, this is completely unrelated. Have Have you had any like famous clients? <laughs> I was gonna say you have some powerful testimonials didn't... on your book. Jesse yeah. Tyler Ferguson, mm-hmm. oh Emily Deschanel. Did you work with them in person, or they read it? Uh, both, both. Man, um, look at you. Emily and I went to college together, actually. I've known her for what? 400 years. Oh, um, gosh, you look so young. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have um, 
many celebrity clients and what's so great and interesting and and is everyone is the same i don't mean all celebrities are the same i mean everybody in the world human yeah, every the person same. is the same right. every person is the same we are we all get the same stuff we are all the same we mm-hmm. get the same you know bills we have to pay, calls we have to make, um, you know, children's school meetings that have to be scheduled. Like it's the same fears about creativity, about our jobs, about, you know, the ups and downs of all of that. Like it is not like walking into some like palatial thing and and being like, oh, we'll put the thing over there. Like it's not Mm -hmm. that at all. There's nothing you're going to find there that you're like, oh, my God. And then they had, like, a collection of, like, gold toothbrushes. Yeah. It's just like, nope, nope. Everyone has the trashy drawer in the kitchen with one pair of scissors in it. And who knows what else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And children who are children doing the same things around their houses, you know, where it's just like, exactly, exactly. Um, That's beautiful. Um, Speaking of children, I do feel like a lot of organization books, I'm like, but I have four kids. (laughs) Do you have any um, go-to strategies for keeping uh, kid junk, kid junk under control? You know, I was listening to your, um, your toy episode, which was Uh great. (laughs) Please don't. No, it was awesome. And (laughs) can we put, now we have Faye Wolf endorsing our one Seriously, I will. Right. Okay. Every, I mean, there were some great points in that episode. So I'm just going to like promo that episode in this episode. Um, but for you guys, but as I've tried different things over the years, I am not yet a mother, so I can't pretend that I know firsthand, but I will say that some of the successful things I've seen do involve if it's possible to just have one space for toys as opposed to storing them everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously it's giving like things. Cans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> obviously giving them all homes, which I know you guys touched upon, is so important. The rotation thing is great as well. And honestly, the, the quantity thing, like it's, I, I just see a lot of, there's no, there's no ceiling of what, of what gets Mm -hmm. purchased. Like there's no Mm -hmm. budget involved. There's a whole, you know, budgeting aspect of toys. Obviously there's also the gift thing. And I know you guys touched on, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of either having rules in place where you're just like no gifts for birthdays, stuff like that can be great. It is, it can be so hard, but at the end of the day, it's just like, it's your house, it's your space. Like, you know, you have to make the rules. Um, but again, I, you know, I, I, I will just admit that because I haven't had my own interaction with my own child and have them yelling mm-hmm. at me being like, where's my thing? I can't mm-hmm. completely speak to how challenging that probably is. Um, but, <sighs> but just the quantity down, I mean, I have an organizer friend who's like a true minimalist and I'm just like always so impressed when I go to her house. I'm like, how do you do it? Everybody needs one minimalist friend. Yes. So inspiring. Every time I come home from visiting her, I just get rid of more stuff. And she has figured it out. And 
her daughter is thriving with just like a small amount of, of toys. And she also did an amazing thing when she was registered for baby registered where mm-hmm. she, I think she maybe only did Amazon and then everything would get sent to her as people were buying it. And then she would turn right around and return it to Amazon mm-hmm. and then only get it back when it was the time for it. That's a really good idea. Ah. I don't need the uh, two-year-old whatever car seat yet. That's brilliant. That's genius. And you know what? I know that it's exciting for other people to buy you things, but if they love you and they want to buy you something, they should love you enough to buy you what you need and want. (laughs) Right? Don't improvise. not about... (laughs) Opal has 30... I'm not proud of this. 30 baby dolls. 30. She's two and a half... And I have only, I don't think I've purchased, I laid them all out when I was organizing. I've not purchased one right. of them. She loves these. And every time we go to Target, she wants a baby. Mm-hmm. And I literally, we just go and point out, you have that one at home, you have that one at home, you have that one at home, and you mm-hmm. have that one at home. No no babies for you. And it's not the whining that's hard to not buy them toys when they're throwing a fit. It's when they hold it and smile sweetly and say, oh, isn't she so pretty? And you're like... Oh, and your heart in the car. Right. Yeah. No, but it's not healthy for them. It's not healthy to get everything you want all the time right. and have more than you could ever play with. Exactly. So. Exactly. I like that you mentioned the budget. Um, see, this is just like how I was expecting physical item tips and I got productivity <laughs> tips. I wasn't expecting you to bring up budget, oh. but that's really important to me. Oh, my goodness. Is to say, you get a treat at Target and here's your $5. Yes. So, like, hold it. Yep. Look at what prices they are on the shelf. You hand it to the cashier. You get the change. That's right. right. And, and if you want to save it, right? Yeah. save it, whatever. Yes. They never save exactly. it. Right. They never save it. <laughs> well, and then, but that's good. That's good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I could talk about, I mean, <laughs> we can go wherever you want to go next, but I could also, like, I did a whole spending fast last year. The budget Ooh. thing is, like, on the top of my brain. It's, like, Let's my, hear it. my whole Give life it to now. Us. So... Uh, in all of 2017, and it's continued now because I learned so many lessons, but, um, and I was so like ashamed to admit this because I've been like this small business owner for over a decade and I admitted that I had all this credit card debt mm-hmm. and, um, you know, felt like a failure and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's like, I have this book out and like all this stuff that seems fancy and like I owe American Express a lot of money, you know? Right, right. right. Um, they own my soul. Right. right. And so I finally was like, this will not stand. And I did two things. I started two things that completely shifted me and, um, and have obviously are also so directly related to clutter and like buying, right. you know, yeah, it's, like, all it's all connects. Um, so the first is, and uh, I'm, this is horrible, but I'm blanking on the name of the author right now, but um I think she's actually trademarked the term spending fast. Uh, I think her first name is Anna and I bought her book during, Mm -hmm. I think I bought it last, not this past, but like a year and a half ago, black Friday, there was like some sale and it just like (laughs) appeared in my feed. And I was like, okay, I don't want to really buy anything for black Friday, but this book's only like $2 right now on Kindle. And it just feels like I'm supposed to read it. And it was a game changer and it was basically about doing this spending fast and deciding for however long I decided to do a full year 
you know, what are your wants? What are your needs? Breaking it down. And she had talked about how she had paid off like something like 25 grand in debt in like 18 months while only making like 30 something thousand dollars a year and getting a little bit of help from her parents. And I was like, huh, okay, well, um, and so I used that in conjunction with this app, YNAB. Do you guys know YNAB? Yes, yes you, you need, need a budget. A budget. Uh, I don't know it. I'm we'll put all this up. in the show notes, listeners. We'll put the book and the app in the show notes. The combination of those two things. So YNAB, I just always like to say, and I, I, I use it every day because it's now like the reason why life is happy in a lot of areas. <laughs> oh, man, that's <laughs> such a good yeah. testimony. Yeah. But it is, it takes, it's, it's hard to learn. It's challenging to learn Mm -hmm. um, for most people. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm like, I mean, but then you, it, it, there's a learning curve and it's, it was really hard to push through it and I didn't get it and I didn't get it. And then the light bulbs start to go off and you're like, oh, and then once you know it, you're like, oh, this is the easiest thing in the world, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. anything you would learn, like a programmer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically I started budgeting with that. I set up, you know, what my monthly budget is. And then once I stopped spending on things like dinners out, going to the movies, um, baby shower gifts, wedding shower gifts, uh, all these things that I was spending money on because it was just this unconscious, like, well, that's what you do. Exactly. Right. You can't not bring a gift. Right. You're like, what kind I of wrote a monster? Your baby, a song that takes <laughs> up no space in your house and you will have forever. Yeah. Right. 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 So obviously the list goes on and on and on. And of course, like, you know, the, the, the coffee's out and just like the, um, you know, donations to people's Kickstarter campaigns because of like, of right. course, you know, it's like things like that. And I'm like, wait a second, I shouldn't be going into debt for your Kickstarter campaign, you know? Mm. It's yeah, like, right, right. I love you and I support you, but something's something's out of balance here. Right, so right. I took a good hard. Well, look. I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, year. I'm sure that's hard too because you you had an album kickstarted, right? Yes, so I'm sure yes, there's like this I like did. inner struggle. Exactly, like, exactly. To like pay it forward. But I don't want anyone to go into debt to support. Right. You know. Right. To support course, my work. Of course. Um. So you know, long story medium. Uh, I <laughs> paid off all my debt and, um, all of it, all of it. Let's pause on that. Woo. Woo. Um, I will admit I just very consciously, um, put a little more on my credit card because I just took a trip because of my mother's health. So that was like a very okay. specific thing. And I'm right. like, allowed. Yes. And I'm like very in conversation with it. Um, and like have, you know, like know exactly how and when it's being paid off. Um, yeah. Which I could not do that YNAB. But the thing, like I know a lot of people are like, oh, but then I have to like do this thing every day. It's like, first of all, yes, you should be doing a thing every day with your money if you have any mm-hmm. issues with it at all. And also, you're not, it's not as much as you think when you stop buying. It's like, I put in every day what I buy and you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do that like eight times a day. You're not going to be spending money eight times a day anymore. That's <laughs> right. the po- you know, yeah, spending fest. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? So right. it's just like and then you set up things like the auto payments you have. So it kind of reminds you um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's smart. But I love well, it's how like, practical that was. 
Right. It's like being on a diet and logging all of your every time you eat or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but if you're spending, it should be a thing. Like if you sit down and like eat a big old thing. Yeah. But you're making a decision. Like that's the whole point is like it's a big decision when you're choosing to spend money. It shouldn't just be like a. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh. Um, so can I double click on something you said here? You you said uh, like not buying the gifts. Did you have kind of like a strategy or a workaround or a conversation? Did you over communicate that? Did you not go to the shower? I great. Such a great question. I communicated that several times with several people and all of them. Or like that's understood. Awesome. Oh, listen to that. Otherwise, you need new friends. Yeah, just and most of them were like, like I remember there was a birthday. It was like you know a big birthday party or something, and she was like, "Great, I don't need anything. I don't want." And like, she was right. overwhelmed that she was going to be getting gifts. You know. Right. Right. What if we're all just not saying? <laughs> Like what we all yes. want to hear. Yes. Like, maybe, oh, great, because I don't want a gift. Maybe the gift could be, I will give you two hours of my time to come organize all those things that you just <laughs> right. got. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't have anywhere to put. Don't give away your time, right. babe, just to us. Just to us. I did used to. I did used to as some baby shower gifts, and then I stopped doing that because I was like, oh, I got a life to live. <laughs> No, that's so good. That was like me in the early days of newborns photo sessions. Yeah, and it's not going to kill you to go to a coffee shop and like not buy coffee and have the person you're with buy a coffee and like you just sit there and spend time with them. Like you're not going to die. Yep. You know what's interesting too is, yeah, yeah. Parks. I listened to a uh, a podcast episode. I actually think it was with the creator of Wineab, the episode I listened to. But um, they were talking about like. get really honest about what you enjoy spending money on too. And so a lot of people just kind of by default are like, I like eating out. But then you start to really, really think about it. And like me in this season, when I have four kids, <laughs> like the last time we ate out, I think the first initial thing is like, I don't have to cook. Hooray. But then you're in the restaurant and you're like, huh, this is a lot to manage. This feels oh, more stressful this than is cooking. Down. How much is that entree? Oh, wow. Okay. Drinks are not included in the kid's meal. Okay. It's actually not that enjoyable all the time during and this you season spent $80 and you spent way more than you could at home. So maybe it's better to do, you know, we're big fans of like prep, um, prep dish, like a meals planning service or whatever, like something where like you can still feel on top of the task. Um, right. but you're actually saving that money for something else. And like you're it. eating in, which is, it's like a win, 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 right. cheaper, healthier, more sanity. Anyway. So good. Good stuff. Okay. So we want to play a fun game with you. After our sponsor. But before we do, before we do, do you have any just practical takeaway or advice for someone who might be listening and feeling like they just kind of need to get started? Um, You know, obviously starting is the hardest part. So just kind of instilling that in your brain. Um, I love using timers. I love just pressing start on a timer because then you're like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. The timer's going down. Like I, something's holding me accountable. And My sort of biggest takeaway in my whole like, you know, thesis statement and everything is really just to embrace imperfection and and make your own rules here. And and I don't just mean embrace imperfection in yourself like oh, like it's okay. I, you know, I'm an imperfect human and I make mistakes and like that's fine. And like that's great. That's awesome. But I also mean like embrace imperfection as like 
a positive, like creative thing hmm. where you can make the rules and, and do whatever you want. Like mm-hmm. we just put our bedroom in the living room and made our bedroom into like a creative space office. And I never thought about doing that in seven years of being here. And it's like completely changed the space. So it's like, Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Like embrace that there are, you know, no rules unless, you know, you make your own rules. Um, Right. So that it's this fun thing and not like, oh, I'm going to try to match that magazine where somebody spent four hours setting up that space and that's not actually what it even looks like. No, and it was thousands and thousands of dollars for every piece of furniture that you see in there. Donated to the homeowner. Donated. I've taken those pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Part of the problem. Absolutely. No. That's really good. So to get started, embrace imperfection would be sort of like an emotional tip. And then do you have just like a practical tip? Would that be like set a timer? Timer. I love the timers. I really do. Okay. I mean, yes, there's all the setup that I, you know, talk about in my book and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, you know what to do. Just like say, you know, set a timer for 20 minutes on your smartphone and just like stand at your closet and like, you know what to do. You know, yeah, there's practical (laughs) steps you can get into, obviously, which I talk about, but we will link the book in the show notes. Um, Okay, so let's take a brief pause for our sponsor and we'll come right back with our segment with Faye Wolf. Hey, Katie, you know what I love? What? When it's snowing. Snowing? When you don't let me finish. Okay. When it's snowing and a delivery guy drags up a box at my unshoveled sidewalk (laughs) with all of the natural and healthy products that are heavy for me for free (laughs) and then I'm all like oh opening these boxes is so hard the paper cuts it's hard looks like mommy needs some me time with this Burt's Bees foot lotion I saved 20% on thanks to Groveco oh and you can make Opal clean up all the windows with that new Groveco glass cleaner he dragged up there too it's okay it doesn't have any (laughs) chemicals or toxins that's right that's right it doesn't (laughs) and Groveco makes it so easy to find amazing natural products that I'm not worried about it I save a ton of time and money because it's free shipping. Thanks, Deliverman. Guys, you don't have to be jealous. You could just do this yeah. if you're a listener. So you can sign up for Grove Collaborative. You'll receive $30 of Mrs. Myers. Yeah, yeah. So a bonus gift, two month VIP membership, which means unlimited free shipping, a free full size gift every few months, price match guarantee, and yeah. amazing personal. Service. You get your own Grove guide. So just go to yeah. grove.co slash SK. That's grove.co slash SK and find out why Grove makes it easy to have a happy, healthy home. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you are the delivery person, I'm really sorry. sorry about I'm that. sorry. Like, I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm sorry. I regret it. <gasps> and, and we're, we're back. back. Okay. <laughs> so, how are you with improv? I love improv. Okay. Oh. I, I was carrying on that. I, I am <clears throat> still terrified by it, but I enjoy it. Well, uh, I happen to be a fan and an improv artist myself, So, and Shaylee's learning. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Um, we are going to play a game called Wikipedia, Wikipedia Showdown. Showdown. You're not now, the only one who Googled Faye. <laughs> we have your Wikipedia in front of us with every film and role you've played. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. All right, so here's the deal. We're going to try to do this in like a minute. So okay. s- since you like timers, uh, Shaylee's got a timer. Okay, it's, hold on. And okay, here's the deal. Started. We're going to name the film and the role you portrayed, and you are either going to, if you have it, ready, tell us the line you said, 
Or if you don't know it, make something up as quickly as possible. Oh my god! But commit. You just have. But to you commit. just have to commit, and you can't draw a blank. Even if you have no lines, <laughs> make it up. Okay, you ready? Wow! <clears throat> Wikipedia showtime. Timer started. In 2000, in all my children, you, p- you portrayed Layla Hannon in two appearances. What did you say? This baby's coming out now. <laughs> Correct. Good. Correct. 2001, Law and Order. Carla Burns, go. Yeah, I saw that guy. Am I going to have to come down to the police station for this? Correct. In 2002, Guiding Light, Sunny Edelman. Oh, something so annoying. She was so annoying. Um, do you guys want to come to my house and be my friend and have a party? I have no idea. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that, that was, was it. Exactly. So okay. Uh, Chappelle's show, you were Sheila's friend. What'd you say? Oh, I said something that got me slapped across. Oh, I said, oh, your boobs aren't that bad. <laughs> and you got slapped? Yeah. You look that yeah. One up. Oh, man, yeah, I'm going to look that one up. Yeah. We'll, we'll post that scene in the show notes. <laughs> um, okay, we have a couple more here. Let's oh, my see. goodness. In Grey's Anatomy, you portrayed a riveting performance as uncredited performer. <laughs> <laughs> what that did you was, say? What did you say? That was, it was my song. It wasn't me as an actor. It was oh, my well, song. you weren't credited. It was my song playing against. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. <laughs> she's, she's wrestling. She has a piano! Look at her napkin! Look how. Under a napkin. It's a tiny piano. <laughs> Look how if accessible a, that was. Oh, yeah. <gasps> this is a bonus. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Was someone was cutting something into someone like that. It was something like was that. that. Was that Someone dying. Someone was dying, or someone had an affair with someone in the hospital. On the hospital bed. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And and the final one. In 2012, during the production of "Say It Ain't So Low," Faye Wolf portrayed the most dramatic role of her life, herself. What did you say? I. I was. I was. I was a special thanks in the credits. Yeah. So I said. I said, you're welcome. That's what I said. Yes. You're welcome. That's what she Faye. said. Yes. You have a steel trap of a mind, Faye. Oh, you were my. in Two Broke Girls as Raya, which I think is a cool name. You have Raya, some cool names you. to your credit. Raya. I, I like that one. for a tampon in that episode. That was my life. <laughs> you, you asked for the tampon <laughs> or did you? Oh, I asked you for were change asked. so that I could get a tampon in the bathroom of the diner or something like that. Oh and then boy. the girls said, we're broke. We're mm-hmm. broke. We don't have change. Get out of here. <laughs> we're just, we're two broke girls. Haven't you seen the intro? Oh Raya? Oh, goodness. That was a <laughs> funny game. Were you expecting yeah. that? <laughs> that was a fun game. It was between that and just making you sing for us. But we oh, my gosh. I'm glad you Your albums are out there. And then she sang for us. You're right. Amazing. And then oh we got a piano. She's Where can ladies that are listening find you? Or guys. Or gentlemen. Uh, Faywolf.com. F-A-Y-W-O-L-F. Uh, the decluttering thing that I do is centered at <laughs> neworderlove.com. And Love it. Um, there's feywolfmusic.com. It's all connected. If you go to feywolf.com, you're going to find whatever you might be looking okay. for. Or you could Google her and just find all the fun little things she's been in. You know, my years. favorite place to find you is amazon.com. Oh. Slash the new order book. Slash will link your book on yeah, our we show will. notes. We'll link I appreciate book. that. Neworderbook.com, yes. yep. I think, goes right to the Amazon page. 
Okay. I really like you guys. I like you guys so much. Like a love connection. Oh man, I was. <laughs> this I is mean, a serious conversation we had. We couldn't get. We did an interview before this. You were in our first uh, today, and we couldn't get the video thing to work. And we go, we have to get it working for Faye so she can see us and then want to be our friends. We'll connect more if she can see our faces while we're talking. And then we couldn't figure it out. That way, when we see each other in real life, she'll there'll she'll be no be confusion. Like, yes. Yeah, when you're in Springfield, Missouri, you right. know, just. Uh, Touring, touring. You on never know. touring your basement. You never know. I, in, in, you know, I, in all seriousness, I just think you guys do such a rad job, and I'm honored to be on this podcast. I said it. Hey, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Well, we expect to see it updated on your Wikipedia by tomorrow morning. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Can I have some change for a tampon? Can I have some change for a tampon? <laughs> You're my kind of salesperson. I have brides wanting a book, and I'm like, think about it. Take your time. Wedding purchase. One day a year. It's Just see if a cousin can take the pictures. Like, does it even matter? With smartphones, are like high res now, right? So. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Book me. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the book Give and Take and how everyone falls into one of three tendencies uh, and which one we think we are. Yeah, or should be. Or should be. Shailene Katie's Lemonade Stand was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We love hearing from you guys on Instagram, email, especially our favorite place of all, iTunes Reviews. Guys, we love reviews, and they help other people hear about the podcast, and we actually read every single one. We read them, and we squeal, and we screenshot them. Then we maybe text we text about them it. to It's each weird, other. but anyway, we appreciate you guys, and thank you so much for sharing the podcast on social media. If you want to reach out, you can contact us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com or find us at shayleeandkatie.com. We could not do this without you, and we love you. We love you. We're in love with you. Too soon?